Welcome everyone back to the broadcast. I am coming to you mere moments after UCLA lost to Oklahoma 48-14. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. Oklahoma uh, could have put up 70 if they'd you know, not kicked field goals in the first half and actually kept their foot on the gas at the end, but it was just 48-14, so that's something. Uh, UCLA scored 14 points for the third straight game, which is another thing worth noting at the very least. Um, yeah, UCLA is very bad. Uh, there were some interesting things that happened in this game that are worth noting, um, but it went about as expected. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson was not good again, um, but he was not good in a similar way to the last game and not quite as not good as he was against Cincinnati. So if that's progression, sure. Uh, He ran the ball a lot more, looked more decisive doing it, so there's that. Um, They ran a lot of option with him, which was interesting, and they also went back to a little bit more of that sideline check offense, um, a lot bit more. I would say looked like almost half their plays, maybe more, were sideline checks. Um, and I, you know, got the sense that they were more successful than not when they were doing that. Um, so that's all something. Uh, Thompson Robinson, um, I thought he made some good plays, but also had some major, major mistakes, uh, taking a bunch of big sacks, um, throwing a couple of picks and just, you know, once again, struggling with decision-making. He wasn't helped at all by an offensive line that uh, has seemingly regressed almost totally from last year, Um, failing to open holes in the run game, but also failing to protect. A bunch of guys who looked good last year, like Chris Murray and Boss Tagaloa, uh, suddenly don't. So that's a a real worry. Um, Because if you're buying in still to the Chip Kelly thing, that's not the stuff that should be happening. Like a guy like Chris Murray shouldn't look significantly worse than he did last year at any point. Um, and that's kind of where we are right now. So, um, yeah, I think the offensive line was a major issue. Uh, Thompson Robinson wasn't good. Um, the rushing attack, you know, I, I don't think they were getting lanes. Um, Kelly, when he had opportunities, I thought did well, but you know, he's getting hit in the backfield way too much. Thought Demetric Felton had one that one nice big run, um, had that one good conversion on the fourth down to kind of tuck under some dudes. Um, but, yeah, uh, Devin Asiasi looks like a dude. Um, I question, uh, you know, it, it, he looks like the best tight end. So, yeah, um, hopefully he continues to get that sort of time. Um, yeah, uh, the, but the offense, I mean, it was, um, basically there was one really good drive in the third quarter, uh, that I think a lot of people who are optimistic, um, are going to point to, and I, that's fair if you want to point to that. Um, I didn't, I, we saw isolated snippets, um, against both Cincinnati and San Diego state. Um, the first drives of each of those games where the offense looked pretty good and then it completely fell apart. It's just in this game, it came in the third quarter instead of at the first in the first quarter. Um, but it's the same thing. I mean, they're not, they're not able to sustain anything with this offense. Um, it can't continue, uh, from series to series to do its thing. Um, and I would make the point that Oklahoma's defense is probably worse than San Diego state's and Cincinnati's. If it's anything like last year and, uh, because both of those defenses were way better than Oklahoma's last year. Um, so I, I don't 
You know, you might take something from the offense looking a little bit better at points in this game, but you've got to keep context in mind. Uh, this is probably a weaker defense. Um, and I know it's kind of hard to keep that in mind because Oklahoma, top five team, power five opponent, the whole thing, but just, you know, the, the reason Oklahoma is Oklahoma is because of that offense. Um, it's their, their defense is mediocre. So just, you know, keep that in your heads when you're thinking about this game. Um, so yeah, offensively, uh, I thought if we're talking about the key points of the game, um, still very bad, uh, return of the meerkat in a big way, if we want to call it that. And, um, and, uh, some interesting stuff with the option. Uh, they also did a lot of short side running, and I know this has been something that some of the more astute observers have been harping on, but um, the option runs to the short side especially were uh, perplexing in this game. Um, another thing that was perplexing for me was the field goal attempt uh, down 27 with like 13 to go in the game. I didn't know what that was hoping to achieve. I understand in theory that you're getting it to a three-score game at that point with 24 points where you would have to score a touchdown with a two-point conversion uh, three times over, but um, I think if you were analyzing the odds, it would still be better to go for a touchdown there if you're actually intending to win the game. Um, and so I thought that was the point where UCLA more or less surrendered. So that was disheartening because it was like a fourth and eight uh, on the Oklahoma 18 Um and obviously they're not going to win the game at that point, but you'd still like to see them attempting to win the game. Um, so that was another thing that was perplexing. I didn't know what the field goal was attempting to achieve there. Um, a lot of that kind of same, uh, you know, a lot of fair catching of, of kickoffs and that sort of stuff, which again is just constantly perplexing to me and will be till the end of time. Um, okay, so that was it offensively. Uh, defensively, I mean, it went about how I expected, but I think anybody who's pinning all of UCLA's struggles on DTR is kind of missing um, a whole big thing going on defensively, which is that they're very bad um, in every way except between the tackles run defense. Um, but this pass defense is not good. Uh, they can't generate a consistent pass rush, and then they can't cover on the back on the back seven. And I don't know how much blame you should put on one area or the other because I don't think they're very good in coverage, and I also don't think they're very good at pass at rushing the passer. And I know how they you know those link with each other, um, but it's independently of each other. I also don't think they're very good. Um, you know, it's it looks like. You know, when you're watching Elijah Gates and Jay Shaw, it, they're struggling to do the stuff that you need to do, even if you are getting a pass rush. Um, so there were a number of plays where they just kind of busted the coverage, um, you know, just by turning the wrong way or doing something um, that they shouldn't have been doing, and uh, it led to big plays for Oklahoma. Um, you can't do that against the offenses explosive as this one with as many um, speedy weapons on the outside, so... Um, yeah, I thought the defense was really bad again. Uh, it looked like they were completely confused about the fact that Jalen Hurts can run at the beginning. Um, I, I think they had a spy on, but it just seemed like they were um, not super disciplined in containing him early, um, which led to the huge 17-point hole, which, uh, again, more or less ended this game after the first quarter. Uh, you can't, with with the offensive struggles that UCLA has, you can't spot a team 17 points 
um, that quickly. And uh, so that was um, that was trouble early. Um, and uh, yeah, UCLA never really recovered from that. The defense, like, I, in theory, got more stout in the second half. I thought they did a better job containing Hurts towards the end, but I also thought he looked he looked to run a little bit less as the game went on. Um, but they did do a better job in containment. You know, you could see that just a couple of times when he was trying to run and he couldn't get outside. So whatever adjustment was made was was a good one. You just wish that wasn't an adjustment, but was actually the game plan for dealing with him because he was always going to be running. Um so, yeah, but the defense in theory got better in the second half or Oklahoma, you know, put the brakes on, whatever you want to say. Uh, but it was 450 yards for Oklahoma at halftime, and then it was like another 160 over the course of the rest of the game. So that's a, you know, that's something to put in your cap, a little feather. Um, yeah, and aside from that, I don't know if there's a whole lot else to take from the game itself. Uh, it went... Again, it went about how I was expecting. Oklahoma got out to a huge first half lead. The game was over at halftime, and then it was just a matter of what the final margin would be and whether people would cover um, on their uh, Oklahoma minus twenty three and a half bets, and they did. Um, so if you uh, if you took my Twitter advice, you probably made some money. Um, I didn't, but if you did, that's that's good for you. You should take some value out of uh, paying attention to UCLA football. And if that is monetary value, good for you. Um, All right. Uh, I think it maybe behooves us because we are now at the end of non-conference play. UCLA is now 0-6 in non-conference play under Chip Kelly, worth noting, Um, to take a look at the conference now that we have, you know, three games of data for most of these teams. A couple of them are playing right now, but um, we can kind of take a more accurate assessment of things. So, UCLA has lost to, I would say, a mediocre to decent Cincinnati and a mediocre to decent San Diego State and a truly elite Oklahoma. Um, so, yeah, that's this is a this is a team that's fully capable of losing to a group of five opponents who are not the top tier of the group of five. Just keep that in mind. Um, All right, so when we're looking at the conference schedule, uh, Washington State, I don't know how many of you watched them against Houston. Um, Their quarterback, Anthony Gordon, is uh, really good. Um, He's another really good Mike Leach quarterback, you know, just tossing the ball around, and they've got some really good receivers. So that's going to be a tough one for UCLA's pass defense. Um, But I, I think they might have their best game offensively against that defense, if only because Washington State can tend to be a little bit undisciplined. Um, They're really trying to get upfield and use their speed, but that can lead to nice lanes um, that they leave open. So you could see a scenario where Joshua Kelly getting back to fuller health, the offensive line maybe gelling a little bit more, where that suddenly gets the running offense going a little bit. I could could see that, but um, I just don't know if UCLA is going to be able to stop Washington State. So I would say that's um, that's uh, going to be a probable uh, loss and probably a fairly big one. Um, the next three after that are actually really interesting. So that's at Arizona, Oregon State at home, and at Stanford. Each of those teams in their own ways have looked very bad this year. Uh, Arizona lost at Hawaii, Oregon State lost at Hawaii, and Stanford honestly might look worse than either of them. Um, they've gotten blown out by USC and uh, and UCF, and 
they really could have lost Northwestern in the opener, and Northwestern is not looking great this year. Um, so each of those is, in theory, a pretty winnable game for UCLA. Now, I wouldn't expect UCLA to win any one of them, like any in particular. Um, I think Oregon State's probably the most likely win at this point. But each of those is winnable. Um, if UCLA is going to hit my high watermark, which is right now I would say absolute best realistic scenarios that they go 4-8, and eight, two of those at least are probably going to have to come in this stretch and probably three. Um, so this next game, they're going to take some more lumps, but then the schedule does soften up quite a bit, um, and the possibility of wins kind of start there. So they will most likely be 0-4, and, and then it's um, it's softer after that. Actually, you could probably extend it to the next five games after Washington State. If you remember in my season preview so long ago, I had these next five as all being wins um, because I'm a crazy person. But that doesn't... But keep in mind, there was a reason for that, and it's because the next five are all the softest opponents, and it's kind of been borne out that those five are the softest. Um, ASU um, has looked... Uh, really, really, um, uh, what would I say, flawed. But they've also done some things um, that speak to being well-coached and also speak to having heady players making good decisions. Jaden Daniels is way mature beyond his years. Um, and it's if you want to talk about infuriating things for you as a UCLA fan, watch that kid play football. Um but so ASU is beatable though. Uh, their offensive line is in really, really bad shape. Um, and they've got some issues offensively. They don't really have a true number one receiver. So there's some there's a scenario where you could see UCLA winning that one, and there's a scenario where you can see UCLA beating Colorado, though Colorado has also looked better than expected to start the year. Um, but those Next five games after Washington State, if UCLA is going to have any wins this year, they're coming in those five. After that, it's at Utah, at USC, and then Cal at home. Cal's looked really good. Um, I think they won today. I think they beat, um, or they were up like 21-3 at half, so I'm certainly hoping they beat, because otherwise it'll sound like a moron, but what's new? Um, yeah, but uh, anyway... Um, those three, it's going to be hard for them to win any of those. So anyway, for my prediction for the year, I'm still probably hanging tight at like 2-10 and 10 or 3-9. and nine. Kind of depends um, on, you know, what they do really against Arizona, Oregon State, and Stanford. If they can't, if they can't notch uh, wins in those games, then they're probably going 0-12. Um, but I would expect at least they will beat Oregon State at home. So... Yeah, it's not a good year. Uh, thanks for hanging in. Um, you will be rewarded in the afterlife, I'm sure. Um, but for now, we will just muddle through this together, and then we will get into the off season. And uh, you know, hopefully, the year ends on a somewhat brighter note, so you can talk yourself into some optimism for next year. Uh, but keep in mind, this this too shall pass, and uh, UCLA. In the long run, still has uh, still has upside. So, all right. Well, that's it for me, and I will talk to you again next time.